Yo. No, I'm not going to start again. This is late uh, here with another temperature check. This time with our guy, uh, Jordan Apes Smith. Uh, Apes is his artist name when he's making uh, music or the rap hippity hop music. Uh, E-I-G-H-P-S-E. You might be familiar with that name because he appeared on the podcast way back in the early days, episode 39. So uh, probably second year status, something like that. Uh, Yeah, so the temperature checks, which are what I'm doing to, you know, check in with some people, see how they're doing during the pandemic, you know, entertainment, uh, fun in the age of Corona. I think that might be the subtitle for this dumb shit. Uh, but yeah, w- um, just uh, checking in with my guy who has his fingers in multiple different uh, pots and sub cultures, genres, whatever out in the Tokyo scene and uh, getting some updates on all of that life in general. Uh, so please enjoy. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, shout out to Apes, and yeah. For my Tanakas. Yo. Hey. Yo. How you doing? Chillin', man, chillin'. You? Dude, it's good to hear your voice, man. I'm sorry, I don't know how I missed the call. Phone was, like, in my hand. Just, like, for some reason didn't ring. It's bizarre. Um, It's all good. I, uh... How's the Southland? Also having some issues. Yeah, man, I'm good. Good, 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 good. Um... Glad to hear. What's it been, like, a month and a bit? Or a little... Uh, yeah, I was trying to count myself. It's been about three months. <laughs> yeah, I was oh trying to count God, today. Oh my God, no way. Yeah, it's close to three Dude. months. Holy crap, that's a long time. Man, I can't believe time flies like that. I feel like it was just the other day I ran into you out on the street, out in um, wherever that was, uh, Hero or something like that. Wherever, yeah, yeah, exactly. I yeah, I was, yeah. um, I was like, I don't know why I was counting, but I was counting. And, um, and then, uh, yeah, I was thinking about you and I, I think you're like the third to last person I saw. Cause somebody came, Before you jumped on the plane. Yeah. Like somebody came and helped me, uh, with my apartment. And then I randomly ran into somebody in the train station and that was it. Oh man. Dude, that must have been a weird entry or a weird exit with all the uh, with all the global madness going down. Like that's such a crazy time to be moving and stuff like that. Was it all right? Did it ended up ended up being not too painful of a move? I mean, besides all the logistic stuff of moving everything I own, uh, yeah, it was pretty surprisingly smooth. You know, Japan's pretty good on sending like your luggage to the airport. And then, yeah. um, 
you know, I could get a shuttle from the air or I stayed at a hotel near the airport and um, got a free shuttle in the morning and yeah, just hopped on the plane. It was pretty painless. The the um, I guess the most difficult part was um, like a moot, like I had to do a transfer, like once mm-hmm. I got to America. And, you know, I had to mm-hmm. grab my stuff and, you know, move it. Mm. So that was probably and the And haul ass part. to the next. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically. But other than that, yeah. And, and even that wasn't so difficult because the airports were, like, fucking empty. Dude, I know, man. I I, uh, I haven't traveled, but I went out to Haneda to pick up my wife a couple times and uh, when she was coming back from the States. And because uh, when you come into Japan, you can't take any kind of public transportation like you can't um you can't even take a taxi they consider that public transportation so like you have right. to have a person in a car come pick you up like so i had to i had to um i had to get like a rental car and like go and like drive out and pick her up and come back but when i was in haneda it was so fucking creepy yeah it man it's like ghost town it's surprising how like dead things are yeah yeah um at least in that space because you know i actually um i went to korea for a couple days in february i think Mm -hmm. and even at that time the airport was like it was still quiet well at least in uh in korea the airport was like empty yeah they shut down quick they had one of those early they had some of the early early outbreaks there didn't they yeah yeah they had some issues real early on yeah yeah man dude that's yeah it's been crazy to watch this shit unfold i guess japan's finally opening up the uh the borders a little bit next month like not not to tourists but they're at least like letting people with resident visas like come back in and yeah i saw that from the first right yeah yeah it's crazy but they've they said that before, like in, in uh, July, they did another thing like that. I remember because I've been watching this. I have a bunch of friends that this affects and I'm sure we all do like living out here. But like my friends were like on July 22nd, they issued this big old like, you know, OK, we're opening up. And then like two days later, they were like, ah, no, nah, fuck that, fuck that. <laughs> right, right. Take that back, take that back. Yeah. Uh, and they, they closed it back up. Yeah, I've got a. Uh, one homie in particular who's been trying to get back to Japan, like he's been um, back and forth between mm-hmm. um, here or in America and Japan. And mm-hmm. he was moving to Japan, you know, that was going to be his full time move. He's, his wife is Japanese, yeah. so they were about to do that move. And then all this mm-hmm. shit happened. And uh, he was in New York for like you know a good minute since this all started well even before he left before but he was stuck there because they couldn't get back or he couldn't get back you know because they were letting nationals in right and uh the last time i talked to him he said the plan was yeah for um i think sometime next month i think you said next month or november i don't remember exactly but yeah i've also been kind of following just the nonsense of almost yeah of key areas yeah yeah it's nuts it is nonsense man to let to let two people i mean that you got two people coming from the same place 
and like one of them can get in and one can't like how is that gonna how is that gonna prevent <laughs> right a disease like <laughs> i mean foreigners gonna have it and the japanese person won't it's like come on. I, I guess it makes sense if it was like um because i i think comp countries aren't allowed to keep their nationals outside of the country i think that's like some right. kind of international rule or something yeah. but I, I feel at the same time there's still travel you know and it yeah. and it's not all just nationals coming back so there's like some kind of fuckery going on yeah yeah but uh i mean on the other hand like if you look at a country like new zealand like yeah. the reason they've been doing so well is because they fucking shut their border. Like they shut that shit down. Yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine just moved to a little island up in Canada, uh, Prince Edward Island, I guess. And he was saying the same thing. It's like that island, you pretty much just got to cross a bridge to get to it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when all the shit went down, they were just like, all right, bridge is closed. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> everybody fucking like shelter in place and just take it easy and i think like their their island got like one case or two cases or like something like that right and then that's that's been it you know and uh but then again they got you know places like that have such low population density it doesn't you know it's not like a place like tokyo where you can get like one person go out in a day and like you know potentially Five people are infected contact. from that one person yeah, yeah that's right just over a cup of coffee you know and then they like get on the train and they go to work and they, you know but um yeah it's, i i can't believe it hasn't been worse in tokyo man i do not know how we did such a a good job so far of avoiding it i don't know if it'll you know i could be jinxing it obviously it's not it's not over right but um but i'm just amazed it didn't spread like wildfire here it's crazy it's gotta be well it is weird right i i think i don't know you know, I'm not a fucking scientist and I'm just spatting bullshit, but it's got to be, you know, one part, the culture, as far as like not being so physical or uh, yeah, close yeah. in that kind of way um, yeah. and already having uh, some fam famili familiarity and no objections to wearing masks. Yep. Like a, a combination of that plus, the, you know, the cleanliness and the uh, hygienic, uh, hygienic, hygienicity. I don't know yeah. the noun form of that. Uh, and then um, what I've been thinking about recently, because um, I talk to a lot of people who live in Korea mm -hmm. and their biggest problem has been because even though they had a problem early on, they kind of mm -hmm. took care of it pretty good and mm -hmm. were able to like shut down a lot of uh the, the spread but now it's like mm -hmm. ramping back up and it yeah. seems like a lot of their issues are coming from churches like people yeah. congregating in church so i think that's yep. the other part japan doesn't have to worry about like yeah, re so religious people g gathering yeah <laughs> yeah 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 no it's true um God, it's funny, man. I remember hearing old stories about that too. How um, how religion spread disease through all the like the contact and people people gathering together. I, I remember hearing that a long time ago and didn't really ever think about how it would play a role in 
in this year. But yeah, it's true. I go to some uh, like uh, like volunteer and community group things that happen to be held at churches. Like they're not they're not religious at all. It's just like you know churches like rent out you know rooms and stuff uh, mm -hmm. in Tokyo for those things. And uh, and so I have contact with a couple churches because of that. And uh, they have they've shut down. Uh, like they like they canceled all those meetings months ago and they were just kind of like all right well that's it like we'll let you know when it's safe to gather and i think at this point there's only like one church that i know of in all of tokyo that's like opened up its doors for you know community group meetings and stuff like that and um uh, mm -hmm. and there, and even there it's like you know it's it's pretty regulated like you know mass and hand sterilizing and you got it when you go in you're supposed to like write your name and register that you were there in case there's an outbreak they can track it and stuff like that but but yeah i mean the percentage of people in japan who are doing that is so tiny right um, right a uh, couple percent of the population max compared to korea i don't even what's the i don't even know the numbers in korea but i would i would imagine it's like 50 percent you know are in religious groups or something like that yeah it's probably like one percent or something i don't have the numbers either but it's yeah it's a lot more than i expected i didn't know they were so religious and um especially christian over there yeah dude i lived there for a year before i moved to japan and uh i would i would get a lot of a lot of people coming up to me and you know trying to push a a bible or something on me and i think like because i'm obviously foreign they were you know they would mostly leave me alone but if they ever came up to me, I learned how to say, like in Korean, like Jesus is my friend, <laughs> just to be like, get out, get out of my grill. <laughs> uh, Jesus is my friend in Korean. That shit is tight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was probably like a jackass way of saying it, and they probably were like, "What the fuck are you saying?" But I didn't. It was, my Korean was super basic, so I couldn't. I never like got really far with it, so I would just say it in my own little like my little kids' Korean and stuff like that, and they would kind of laugh and like go away. <laughs> but yeah, I never see that in Japan. I'm, well, once in a while, but in Japan, when I see it, it's the it's those like new age. So, yeah, Buddhists. somebody trying to invite you to their house behind a shrine somewhere. Yeah. Just like, uh, yeah. No, I've seen yeah. enough documentaries on Netflix to know. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a trip. I had I had some students who got who got kind of uh, roped into one of those like new age semi culty kind of things oh, too. Word. And I, I, um, yeah, but there's but it's still that's still a, a huge minority of the of the whole population here for sure. I mean, here it's like I'm going out, you know, pretty much every day. I go out, you know, in the city here, and uh, you know, I moved to Kagurazaka, so I'm like right in the center of the city, like. You know, five minutes walk north of the palace, and uh, where where are you at? And Kagurazaka. Oh uh, yeah, like, that's a nice area. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's a really You're interesting by, mix um, of like. My bad, I didn't mean to jump in on you. Oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah. Well, I was just gonna uh, say there's, there's a, a cool there's a nice ass uh, Sakura fucking valley right there, right? By um. Yeah, yeah. Yasukuni. Yep, there's a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's like five minutes walk north of Yasukuni word and um it's really cool area it's uh you know there's a few universities in the area and it's kind of there's like drinking you know drinking zones and people party and stuff like that and mm -hmm. you know like i go out for um like i i launched a uh 
Tokyo office for a New York company、um, earlier this year, like right in the middle of the fucking <laughs> pandemic. And、um, so we got off to a slow start. But anyway, we have, we have meetings like pretty much every night, Tokyo time. Like 10, like 10 p.m. Tokyo time, we start meetings, which is 9 a.m. New York time. So we start meetings and then like I kind of stay on my phone and I end up just like going walking around the neighborhood、um, while I'm on these phone calls. And、uh, it's been crazy to see how many people are out, you know?、Yeah. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people out on the streets and in bars and cafes and restaurants and out at the fitness clubs,、uh, yoga studios, like all, you know, all kinds of stuff. It's Yo, people... from what I hear in the States, like it's not like that. Oh, you don't think so? Oh, in the States, I don't know. Are people out where you are? Like, I hear in California, a lot of people are like, some people are out here and there, but if you went out,、um, like, to restaurants and bars and stuff, most of them are closed down. But I, I, guess, I don't know. What's it like there? I guess that's the difference, man. Like,、um, like, when I was pulling out, you know, I was in Shibuya, and,、mm-hmm. you know, there were still some people out. Like, it was. Well, shit. No, I left. Like Mark, end of May. So, dude, it was empty then. It was empty then. I, I, people, people stayed home. Like, when that, when the first orders hit, it was like a ghost town everywhere. Yeah, it was definitely it was re- yeah. emptier than what it would normally be. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Dude, Shibuya looks different now. Shibuya is like, it's not back to where it used to be, but there's still like, you can't even walk down the street. You know, there's like, you gotta. It's a, flow of, it's a flow of pedestrian traffic、right. now. But three months ago, yeah, I remember because I had to go out. I went out to Shibuya to a computer store. I had to buy a new、um, computer so that I could, like, for online work and stuff. And, um, and uh, so I went, I went shopping over, in that, over that way. And, dude, there was nobody. And I remember taking pictures. And then, you know, I think at that time, a bunch of photographers ran out. Because it was such a trippy scene. Yeah. You know, to see Tokyo,、streets. like without people. Yeah. Like,、mm. dude, that never happens, you know? I remember seeing、and、the so, pictures of New York and just being like, whoa. Yeah, it's like a、what? I am legend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> dude, I know. It, it feels like a zombie apocalypse, that's for sure. And、uh, it's, it was really trippy. And,、uh, but it's, it's gotten back to normal. Um, to, to a certain degree, I mean, everybody's still wearing masks and, and being more careful and stuff, but you know, people are going about their biz here. It's funny because, like, where I live,、uh, like, I, I have an apartment on the first floor, and、uh, right in front of my door, like, literally, when you open the door, it's like 10 feet just right across the street, there's a, a memorial plaque for this guy, Shimamura Hogetsu. And、uh, he was a.、Uh, He was like a, a, an artist and a critic and a writer. He wrote, like, he, he founded like a theater club、um, and、uh, was kind of like, he was just real active in like literature and the arts about 100 years ago.、Mm. And、uh, it's a memorial plaque to him because、uh, he died like right in that, you know, in that spot, in the house on that spot. And then his, his lover committed suicide after he died. And,、uh, And he, what he died of was the, the Spanish influenza,、uh, like、uh, pneumonia complications. And、uh, so, like, every day when I walk out of my apartment, I see this memorial plaque to a dude、Jesus. who died of, <laughs> a pandemic. of pneumonia complications in a pandemic. Yeah. And then his lover committed suicide. And I'm just like, all right, it's going to be a great day. Fuck. <laughs> But it's like, it's one of those things where. 
you know, like back in the Middle Ages when when priests used to put human skulls on their desk as like a reminder that the body is mortal and that, you know, we only have a limited amount of time in this body. So mm. remember that like there's higher things, there's, you know, there's a spiritual life and then like live your life, you know, live it well and live it good. Right. And um, so it's kind of a reminder every day when I walk out, I'm just like, OK, no guarantees. Let's let's see what we can do here. Yeah, you know? right. Uh, no. It's creepy, but <laughs> it's good motivation. No, I think um, because where I'm at right now, it's not in the city proper. Like I'm not downtown Atlanta. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I can't mm-hmm. say for certain what the metro area looks like because I don't. I'm definitely mm-hmm. not traveling down there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't go yeah. out much as it is, but. Uh, in Georgia, folks are out. I mean, Georgia has like pretty much no restrictions on mm-hmm. things. Like, I think even like large gatherings, I guess, are banned, maybe. But mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I've read and seen. You know, folks are still going to bars and restaurants are open. So in that way, it's like kind of nuts, especially since people don't have to wear masks in some spaces like there's no right mandate like the governor shut that down so if you don't want to wear a mask you don't have to wear a mask hmm. uh so yeah. i think like places here like florida or other parts i would say around the bible well i don't know it's all over the fucking country unfortunately are different from yeah. like a California or a New York or other spots where their governments are taking it uh, a bit more serious. Yeah, it's interesting. the The word from friends in California is is that it's really patchy. Like, California is an interesting state where it's known for being kind of liberal, and obviously, like liberal people are associated with you know believing science on this pandemic and and with trying to cooperate with masks and stuff but california is only known as liberal because like the big urban centers of like la and and uh san francisco and like some of the beach beach towns and stuff but like you know down in like san diego and orange county and all once you go inland from the beach it's all it's all kind of republican territory and that's obviously associated with people like not not wanting to you know acknowledge that this is a big deal or or thinking that masks are taking away their freedom or something like that and so it's like i know that um in huntington beach they were saying they're not enforcing any you know mask laws and and uh you know there's like a bunch of places like like around orange county too that are that are like that so california is definitely like a checkerboard of you know of places cooperating and places not and when you have that like it pretty much just doesn't work exactly I think that's why it's been fucked up you know it's like it's not a group effort kind of thing no there's no group in america or if there is a group they're like let's go to church as a group <laughs> yeah 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 uh, exactly Nah. Yeah, it's a trip. We're we're out in Tokyo. The my family is all out here. Like they like the last year they were pretty much in LA, uh, and then they came back for the summer because I couldn't go there, you know, because because if I leave Japan I can't get back in. So they came out here and stayed with me, and then they're still here. And uh, when I think about them going back like to LA or staying in Tokyo, I mean, 
we're pretty much just like, I don't know, for the moment, it's easier for us to be in Tokyo. And like my kids are taking school like online. They're doing, you know, it's all Zoom classes and stuff like that. But they're,、mm. so they're waking up at midnight every night and then starting class at 12 30 and then going to classroom 12 30 to 8, 8 in the morning or something like that. Um, so it's, it's, you know, I gotta、lifestyle. say, that is a, that is commitment <laughs> from your、yeah. family. How, how old are your kids? They're high school. So it's, it's, it's pretty hard for my son. My son's gonna be applying to college this year, and it is crazy to see him go through it. You know, it's like, it is, it's, it, that's crazy shit anyway, but this year is. Is he trying to go to school、down. in the States? Yeah, that's what we've been thinking, but now I'm just like, dude, I don't even know. And you know, man, I don't, I don't want to get like too lost in the fucked up state of the nation, but like, you know, depending on what happens with this election and depending on、yeah. if this turns into, like, I, I feel like watching from outside America right now, like, I feel like any minute it's just going to be civil war. You know, it, it, I mean, it just sounds nuts with, with like, with so much going on and so much,、um, so much polarization and then like the psychotic, Leaders that we have right now, you know, the it's like, dude, I, I'm almost like, just fuck it, let's just bail. Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just come to Japan. Like, I know America has had good universities, but if it's run by a fascist and,、right. uh, you know, and if it's in the middle of a, a, of a civil war where people are just going to start hunting each other over, over really ridiculous, you know, issues,、um, you know. Trying to people, people at war basically because they're trying to take away people's right to protest. You know, I mean, it's, it's a trip to me. Hey, man, you,、so、I don't know. Yeah. you are not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're definitely yeah. not wrong. Has, how's that been? Where, where, how, how are, how's the mood and stuff? Like, I, the South is the, probably the area of the US that I know the least.、Um, and, and frankly, it's partly because, you know, my wife,、um, Yeah, she's, she's Japanese and our kids are, are half Japanese. And we just, like, whenever I would think about, you know, moving there, if I was looking for jobs, she'd always be like, I wouldn't feel comfortable there, you know?、Um, just because, I mean, I, I'm white, but, you know, basically because white people. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> like, like, the, the, You know what I mean? Because the places that we've always grown up, Tr- and, trust and me, I, I get it. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, there's just, there, I mean, there's definitely different. I don't know. We lived in a town once for like nine months that was 97% white, and that was in Rhode Island. And, and the people we ended up hanging out with were like the outcasts of the town. It was like people that had moved there from other places, or people that were from different countries, or. You know, different kinds of backgrounds, culturally, ethnically, linguistically, whatever.、Um, but、uh, yeah, the, the only way that we can really feel comfortable in the States is living in a place where there is no majority. You know, the、right. only place we feel comfortable is when it's just a bunch of different people all living together and, and people trip out on each other's cultures and, and dig it and think it's like, you know, a、cool、real ass there's a lot of- melting pot international. Kind of vibe. Yeah. It, well, and even, and even in places like that, like there's, yeah, there's fucking tension, you know, and there's, and there's, and we misunderstand each other, but it's not like it's not with a bunch of fucking like hatred. And it's not just like one group that's grown so dominant that they can't even see anything but their own worldview. At least everyone knows that it's like, oh, I might not, 
relate as much to somebody who is from a culture I don't know. Like if they're from, you know, um, if they're from Iran, uh, if they're from, um, you know, Libya, I might, I might have to get to know them more. Um, I don't speak, you know, Farsi. I don't speak Arabic. That's going to be a little different. I relate to people from Japan, from Korea, from Latin America. Yeah. I'm, I, I know those cultures. I've spent time there. I speak those languages, but it's like, so everybody's got their gaps, right? Everybody's got their, their moments of ignorance, but they're at least like comfortable with like knowing where their limits are and knowing that like, oh, I wish I knew more about your culture. Like, sorry, sorry for like not knowing more, but it's no ill will. It's just that there's so many different types of people and cultures in the world that I can't, I can't possibly know right. it. But, the, but you know what it's I mean? The That's like the base. The true definition of ignorance without like the negative connotation to it. Exactly. Like, I'm just straight up, I just don't know. But it's not like, because I don't know you, I think you might be dangerous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's just like, I just don't happen to know you, but like, no offense. And you don't know me, but we can get to know each other, you know? Right. And it's, you, you have that base of, of trust. And so I don't know, man, I guess it's, I, that's a bit of a tangent. But, uh, you know, I, I always worry about how things are in the South, too. And it's such a weird year, right? With the combination of the pandemic, and then the, the intensity of the police shootings and the protests and then the protests turning into scenes of, of, uh, you know, of violence, um, counter protests as they, as some people are calling it or vigilante, you know, stuff. It's, I, I can't imagine how those two things are coming together in the South, but, and maybe I'm generalizing. I know the South is also can mean a lot of different things, right? No, it's definitely, I think, um, the, the, the one thing that's kind of, causing a lot of the flare-ups because you yeah the pandemic is kind of putting the temperature at like a simmer like no matter what's yeah. going on there's always like that tension in the back of people's mind or you know it's just kind of a an overcast of everything it's just like oh there's a fucking pandemic going on it's raining outside and there's a pandemic and you know i, I stubbed my toe and there's a pandemic you know that's always sitting there and then, yeah, like yeah. with all the police stuff that pops off so frequently, unfortunately, that that's yeah. like when things start to bubble over. Like there's been some incidents in Atlanta. There was just another incident recently in Wisconsin. And, you know, I yeah. mean, it's it's a nationwide problem. Yeah. Yeah. The Wisconsin stuff has got me has got me freaked out for sure, man. That is that's that's like some next level shit. And and uh it's really hard too because not being there you know like it's i mean there's always i know reporting on that stuff is always really hard right Mm -hmm. so it's really hard to get a coherent picture like on the spot you know and anytime i've dealt with journalists like for for anything for anything (laughs) it gets it gets fucked up like every time like i'm like seriously like i just told you the opposite and you're now reporting this as fact really and it's you know, and I'm, yeah, but in my case, it's small things. It's just like I get if it's an interview, then your words are put out there. But like if it's if you're kind of interviewed, but then they like do it as a write up and then kind of reference you here and there, like every single time, just if it's like it could be about a poetry slam or it could be about a publication or whatever. I'm always astounded at like how wrong it is. Wow. And I'm always just like, damn. But but anyway, like, you know, I know journalists are doing their best and I know it's really hard to jump into a scene that you don't understand and then try to make sense of it. So it's not a criticism. It's just saying that shit happens. But 
like sometimes with these things, you know, it's it's really it's freaky being far apart from it, you know, because it's hard to get a picture of what's really going on, you know. And when you talk to different people, you get different like different understandings of how bad it is. And uh, you know, I tend to forget. I, I'm I'm. I got my mindset and I tend to be like, you know, pretty liberal about things, but like I was talking with, I was at a group of people, I was with a group of people last night and we were just like playing poker and um, over at a friend's house and shooting the shit and stuff. Somebody mentioned the Wisconsin and uh, it was just a group of, of kind of random people and uh and someone mentioned this shooter, this kid, the 17-year-old kid who was like, who gunned a couple people down and, and I think it killed two and shot one, right? Injured one and uh, yeah. with, an, with an AR. Yeah, yeah. And um, and we were like, dude, that's fucked up. And like we, you know, and I had heard that the, that the police were kind of being permissive of it. Like they kind of just let him walk around doing his thing. And, uh, you know, he said he was there to like get their back or something. Those were the, those were the rumors I heard. I, you know, I don't know. Then like climate change to you know police shootings and you know and protests being handled you know met with brutality uh and then you know e election hijacking and and then it's like and then a pandemic it's just like this merry-go-round of fucking of nightmares Yo, this this year is really uh um a testament or you know a proof of like it's it's really good to have as much of your shit in order as you yeah. can yeah because like who knows like even like like if you want to put on a micro level like who knows like when your uh i don't know like your water main is gonna burst yep and yep. then all of a sudden you you haven't been you know watering your plants and you didn't buy bottled water for the past three months Yep. And and then uh, I don't know like your gas bill gets super high or your yep. electricity decides to or your cable decides to um unbuckle from your internet. I don't I don't know, man. It's just yeah. like there's like oh, nothing that you can totally count on at this moment. Oh man, we 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 weren't taking care of climate change and there's a pandemic now. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least our uh, government is in order. Oh shit! Never mind. Nope, yeah, never mind. <laughs> forgot about that. Oh damn. <laughs> Dude, I know, I know, and it's it's been uh, like my wife is waiting for a um, an immigrant visa right now, and uh, Word. we applied for this. We, we've done it twice, so this is our second time. The first time we did it in 2002, and we were we were just married, and it took four months to get the visa back then four months start to finish and and then we could move to america and you know and uh this time we've been together you know whatever 18 years married 18 years or something like that we have two kids who are american citizens and we've been waiting we, we applied in december of 2018 you know, mm -hmm. it's like, it's about to, it's about to turn September 2020 and right. we're, we're waiting, dude, we're waiting two years to get a, to get a visa for my wife, who's the mother of two American citizens, man. And, um, you know, and there's a reason for this, 
there's a reason for it you know and it's been a it's been a strategic dismantling you know of our mm -hmm. system and a strategic you know step-by-step -step erosion of you know respect for you know for immigrants for people of other countries for people of other backgrounds you know criminalizing anyone who's who's different or you know and even if you don't or even if you don't crit criminalize them like assuming first that they're likely to be a criminal so they require months and months and months of like a vetting uh before you would even let them into your you know community and it's crazy because it's i feel like everything's coming to the surface right now and uh, uh like all these all these sort of like moves that have been uh that have been made behind the scenes you know while while trump has been like sticking his face in the camera and you know then uh making sure that he hogs up all the, the media time which is uh you know with his attention grabbing ways and and behind the scenes they've just been like busy um undermining everything you know it's it's crazy to see it come to fruition and i feel i feel like i've been lazy in letting it happen i feel like you know like i, I try to stay active and i try to stay on top of things and i write letters and i sign petitions and i donate money and do whatever i can from japan to try to keep up with things i, I vote too you know mm. but but whatever it is it has not been enough and um i'm you know amidst everything else going on i just keep asking myself like what what is it that i can do what can what can people who are over here in japan you know what what can we do besides that or how can we do more and uh, it's got to be a tough time too because in a time when like protest movements and aclu and you know really important organizations that are trying to change america for the better are run on donations meanwhile everybody who would probably be donating more is like losing their jobs and their businesses are closing right it's like so right. no, like anybody who would not anybody but you know just that that number of people that would have been able to donate and would have been more down to support financially are now just like trying to figure out how to how to put food on their table or how to keep their lights on or you know something like that so man it's a i don't know i feel like it's just a year when we got to tap into the level of the spirit and you know tap into tap into whatever we got you know in terms of a you know i said i wasn't religious and i'm not but you know whether it's a god or a universe or the center of yourself or your your best your best self or a value system that you can just write out and adhere to like we're gonna have to we're gonna have to just stick to that as best we can and and like keep pushing forward it's um it's definitely a period of hopefully a transition of some sort because mm -hmm. if and i've been saying this a lot if if things just go back to whatever the status quo was right before the pandemic then it's a fucking waste of yeah all this you know trauma or whatever level you want to label it as yeah that we've been going through like there's got to be like even if people who think like us lose at least <laughs> there's like some kind of change happen like yeah hopefully things get better and more progressive and you know things improve the way we think they should for everyone um yeah. but if it just goes back to like all right let's get this capitalism train running again 
yeah. be real fucking annoying. Dude, I know. I know. The only the only like bright spots that I've seen in the news in the last few months, like real bright spots. I mean, apart from people coming together to get their message out, like in the states, um, is the environmental news where there's they're like taking cameras down to places that are usually like polluted as hell, and they're like. Wow, this place is actually not filled with fucking refuse and poison from human. Right. You know what I mean? It's like the environment got like thirty seconds to breathe. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, it's like one one bright spot, and the other one is creative. You know, creative stuff like people people who are continuing to write, people who are continuing to make music, people who are you know finding ways to like to reach out and uh, use technology and in good ways and that that's been kind of a bright spot i still feel like in terms of the arts and in terms of music and writing and stuff that um creators are still adapting to the new world and figuring out ways that they can get their message out you know more powerfully and what the what the new message is going to be and how how do we speak and how do we create and how do we dance and um you know how do we rhyme how do we how do we make movies how do we take photographs you know for this for like the the new situation we find ourselves in even even for the new world you know how's how's it been for um everything going with the uh, topo joe and all that yeah dude that's a great question or um yeah topo yeah. joe yeah topo, topo joe, joe is uh topo joe's looking at volume 10 uh it's pretty much together but uh, there's a few things that have to get resolved, and the biggest one is like how to publish in this period and how to how to mail in this period. Um, mm. There's like there there were originally some like supply chain issues, and then we were worried about printing a a, a journal completely in print. Um, but Tokyo Poetry Journal's always been in print, and that's kind of our that's kind of the thing, you know, is that like in an age when everything is is digital and online and kind of doesn't in some ways doesn't mean as much we print a small number of journals um that are really beautiful really nice something that the like the authors can be proud of something that um poetry fans can have on their shelf and um so but we're rethinking that for right now and looking at different like either print on demand or like maybe even going electronic but being in japan all the all the systems that are linked globally are kind of designed they're like america centric and they don't you know it takes like a month and a half to ship to Japan and it takes like 11 or 12 bucks just to ship it to Japan so like who's going to really buy a journal that costs $12 shipping you know and then the price of the journal is like another 15 bucks or something like that so I, you know I don't mm -hmm. know like pra just practical things but the poetry's there the submissions are, are all in and it's like ready to go and we're um, when it comes out, I was hoping to have it out last month, but you know, it's been just, it's been slow process, but we're hoping to have, uh, uh, usually we do like a event in a nightclub or a bar and, you know, there's like live musicians and, you know, the, the poets and the musicians all mix it up for a whole bunch of crazy performances. And it's, it's, I don't know, man, it's fucking, it's epic. It's some of my favorite parties of the year, but. Um, but now we're talking about doing something chill, like either going to a friend who has like a rooftop, you know, garden in his, uh, in his pad and just like go outside and like read out in the open air, or maybe just like hit up a park and, and, and do some readings there. But it's, uh, it's going to be quieter and it's going to be more chill, but I don't know, like, uh, um, a nightclub in Tokyo just reached out to me and invited me to be like kind of a creative director for a series of events that they're doing. And those events okay. are going to be like, 
uh, 100, 150 people. Um, that's more like club oriented, like DJ, uh, DJ and live music. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Um, one of the, one of the DJs is a guy that I've worked with on some creative projects. And then the, I don't know, do you know, uh, Nitete Boye? He's the, um, the drummer, uh, from Ghana who's here in Tokyo. Anyway, he's going to do some like live drumming and stuff. Um, but, uh, All right. so we're doing some, like, no, I, I, I'm not familiar with, oh, uh, he's super cool, man. He's, he's out and about a lot on the music scene. So I thought you might run into him somewhere, but he, um, he's a really interesting dude. Great, great musician, great drummer. Um, so we're, we're just kind of like cooking that up right now. Um, so I'm trying to, in addition to the poetry stuff, like as things start to open up in September, I think we'll get back live. We've done some zoom poetry readings and stuff, but not a whole lot. And I've just been staying busy with writing like that, that album project that we had talked about, God, two years ago or whenever that was, like it's finally coming out and it's available like on Spotify and iTunes and all that. We're releasing like one single every two weeks and then it's gonna be all published as a poetry book uh, by a, po a poetry uh, publisher called Awaii, like A-W-A-I, Awaii Press that has a office in Tokyo and office in New York and that's coming out on 10 10 2020 so the poetry book that's linked with the album project uh, the apes album project is um, is all coming out like in a little over a month so I've been trying to oh. trying to stay busy you know trying to stay creative um, one way or another whether it's through Tokyo Poetry Journal or just writing and you know stuff like that and uh, is that um, publishing or publisher what the meetings that you've been having um that publisher yeah we've all all my meetings with that publisher have just been like online recently like we just did in zoom meetings but then when it comes out i want to do some kind of launch event but i just don't know it's hard to plan anything you know because like who knows what the world's going to be like on october 10th you know i i don't so yeah i was yeah i was gonna ask are there even events right now I mean, this the club thing is going to start September 12th. So there's going to be some event September 12th. And then after that, I think it's going to become a series like every couple weeks. But it's got to be like socially distanced. So even though it's a pretty big club, they're limiting it to like 100 people. Or if they get over 150, then maybe like they'll open up another floor of the club and let in like 150. But, you know, pretty small for like big Tokyo clubs. And um where, where is this? Can you say which club? Yeah, uh, can I say? I suppose I can. Yeah, because the fly the flyer is out. Um, uh, uh, it's it's One Oak, um, and One Oak Whoa. has a is, yeah. Is One Oak still open? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what everybody says because there was rumors that there there were rumors that they were going to close and stuff. But yeah, no, they're still they're still open. I think they hibernated a bit, and I think they probably weren't sure if they could pull through or not, but they are. Uh, Yo, that's uh, that's so funny. Like the, the last guest I had, D Neil Armstrong, DJ Neil Armstrong. Uh huh. He um, he uh, played at One Oak, and when I talked to him, he was like, "Yeah, man, this uh, whole pandemic shit is so crazy. Even One Oak is closing down." And that was just yeah. like a couple months ago. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I've got that reaction from a few people. A friend of mine. Uh, 
DJed there before, and she said the same thing. She was like, "What? I thought they were closing." And I, I get, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't met with their people yet. I'm, a, uh, I'm actually just going to be meeting with them for the first time this week. So it's, this is not like an official announcement for for me participating because I'm just starting those meetings with them. But uh, word. Uh, but the first event, I'm just going as a guest, and then we're going to do a kind of like an in-person, you know, only like a in reality like club event. Um, but because it's it's so limited, there we're talking about like how can we make it accessible to more people? You know, can we get some streaming going? Like what you know, what are some options to make it a kind of a bigger experience that everybody can um, can be a part of? So yeah, those are the conversations yeah. that are starting starting literally in like three days. So I, you know, stuff is firing up here and there slowly, uh, and that and that's cool. And in the meantime, I've just been trying to do what I can remotely like me and um darren dollinger uh, produced a couple of shows for bbc radio about japanese poetry and oh wow yeah it was super fun they're they're available on bbc radio 4 online now if you just google like bbc radio 4 japanese poetry jordan or whatever like it'll come up but um but darren and i were like going around tokyo with mics and setting up like socially distanced interviews with people and getting like ambient recordings and um and doing like some audio mixes of people reading poetry, but doing it all through, you know, like uh, getting people to record and send us audio. So it was, it was interesting to like, you know, to, to produce stuff, but um, it's definitely given a bit of a different twist to every single thing that we do. But we have been staying active and I feel really lucky because at least Tokyo, you got enough mobility where you can right. get out there and do some of that, you know, like you're not yeah. totally on lockdown and people don't look at you you know like you're a horrible human being if, if you're out and about as long as you're masked up and as long as you're taking precautions and stuff like nobody's really tripping and that's you know that's given us the freedom that we needed to stay creative but uh yeah man because uh, um because like this this whole thing um as far as like this recording mm -hmm. like uh Cause I'm not really doing the podcast podcast mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah. Like the interviews and the the sit downs in the studio, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, man. I'm I, I, at the beginning, like this was all I really wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't know. I wasn't really, I didn't really care about anything else. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of evolved to it being as much kind of therapy just to like, you know check in and yeah like get get my thoughts out of my head and you know commiserate with some homies yeah, uh, yeah. but it's also like you know getting some perspective on life during and post this this shit yeah for people that you know usually have not just a social life but like their pursuits their passion you know requires them to have a, a level of socialness to mm -hmm, it because mm -hmm. um that that one um tokyo poetry journal event that you uh re recruited me to yeah play music for yeah i mean that that was like a, a fun dope event and yeah. it, it's kind of you, a, a loss of all of the events is, is bad, but especially for something that is, um, I guess niche is a word. Mm -hmm, like it's mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. a mainstream kind of thing that, you know, everybody 
uh, knows about and is something that would probably be supported by everyone in a difficult time. I, I, I worry about those kinds of, you know, subcultures, especially in a city like Tokyo, where yeah. there's so many subcultures and, you know, they're kind of surviving off the backs of the people that participate pretty much. Yep. And if if there's no participation happening, then, you know, there's the the chance of all of that not completely going away but mm -hmm. you know maybe having to start over and it's not it won't come back at the level that it was and that shit is sad you know i know i've got some friends who said some venues that they used to rock with have closed down and uh yeah. people are you know it, it doesn't look like they're gonna be able to continue like they were doing before like that shit is uh tragic yeah yeah, that place that Culturally. you DJed, the place you DJed for Tokyo Poetry Journal, that um, edge of uh, that whole nine-story facility, you know, in Shibuya, right across from Tower Records, they just closed down. Um, Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, just like uh, two months ago, they closed up, and um, whoa, yeah, because they're they're funders, like the stock market went crazy, and uh, and so their big-time backers like had to had to kind of withdraw support, and they couldn't they couldn't you know pay rent in that kind of location in shibuya and so they they closed up shop and so there's been changes like that but you know i mean that for, is hella trash man. i know man because that place was beautiful i've been to a couple um a couple of events there yeah. like a few actually yeah yeah it was sad man. yeah they're keeping the facility there like they're there but it's like you know it's up for rent right now so if you got you know, I I don't know how much rent is. I think it's a hundred million yen or something. So it's, yeah. Dude, no, it's more. It's like, <laughs> dude, it's like a hundred thousand dollars a month or something like that to rent right. that, to rent that place. It is fucking nuts. But um, but the like poetry, I don't know. It, it's kind of like hip hop in the sense that at its core, it's got you know really really dedicated people who are not in it for the money and don't ever make money off it and don't expect to and don't care. Like, you know, hip hop mm -hmm. is, you know, if you have two turntables, a microphone, this is like the old model, right? Now now it's a laptop. But like, if you have two right. turntables <laughs> and a microphone and, you know, and a PA system, then like, you know, you can have a party. Really, you don't even need that. Really, you just need a few people, you know, standing around ready to like, you know, beatbox and cypher and stuff like that. Poetry is really similar. Like you, it's nice if you have a PA system. It's nice if you got some musicians, but you don't really need that. All you need is some words and some voices, some people. And like that still exists and people have that dedication to, to do it. And nobody, because nobody was ever in poetry for the money, like no one cares that there's no financial backers for poetry now, you know? Uh, there mm -hmm. never, never were any, like, <laughs> you know? We've just Word. been doing our thing and we'll keep doing it, you know? Tokyo Poetry Journal costs a few thousand dollars a year to to publish two journals you know twice a year and and we you know we the editors we donate that money or we like we have parties and the parties pay for part of it and then hello hello oh. hello yo sorry uh -oh. i lost you for like uh, a few seconds. Ah, that's cool. All right, uh, did you hear the part about Poetry Slam Japan? Should I start from that? No, no, I didn't hear that. 
Yes. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So, so Poetry Slam Japan uh, is another one of those events that like took a break uh, starting at the end of last year, and then they were regrouping, and then the pandemic hit. So Poetry Slam Japan is linked up with all the slams around the world, and there's like a there's a Poetry Slam World Cup in Paris where like the winner of each country goes and competes at the international level. So Poetry Slam Japan is like regrouping right now. And uh, mm -hmm. Miki Yuri, who I think was at that event that you were DJing too, um, that like total um, firebrand powerhouse um, Japanese woman who's uh, she won Poetry Slam Japan twice. Uh, total badass. She's uh, anyway, she's she's restarting. She's the one that also has some English in her poetry. Uh. I don't think she does, but I I translated her stuff into English and I recite with her. I think the one who the one you might have seen that did a bilingual performance might have been uh, Sawako Nakayasu. Um, okay. And she she I believe her performance that night was was bilingual. Um, and uh, but Mikiuri and I are like teaming up to restart Poetry Slam Japan and. Uh, she just confirmed that like we've got the we've got the Nagoya Slam, uh, we've got the Saitama Slam, the Tokyo Slam, and um, one more. Yeah. Anyway, confirmed means confirmed like means they're scheduled. The date. Yeah, exactly. They're scheduled. They're gonna happen. So Poetry Slam Japan, it's gonna have a new name, I think, because it's like it's 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 with a new crew. So I'm not sure what it's gonna be called yet, but like the the new poetry slam thing in japan that's going to link up with the poetry world cup like that's restarting and that's gonna those are all scheduled for november and we just told people like look it might be in person and it might be online we, we don't really know it's not our call but we're gonna prepare both like we're gonna we're gonna have a, a venue ready if it's legally possible to have a venue ready and if not mm -hmm. then we'll do it online but like the show goes on and you know slam poetry is super needed right now um you know slam poetry in the states is super powerful politically and it gives a voice to a lot of people who wouldn't have one otherwise uh and a community and stuff and then in japan it's a little bit different it's born of different political origins but it's people from a lot of different backgrounds you know including people who are not the like you know uh who are not always from the the elite uh, you know, institutions. A lot, a lot of poets are. A lot of poets are out of, you know, they also were like literature majors at some of the prestigious colleges, but some of them are not. Some of them are, are random people working in business or the arts or they're carpenters or they're homeless or they're young, like, you know, they're rappers who, who work, you know, part-time jobs as they try to do all, like juggle a bunch of different entertainment dreams and and poetry is one of them. So it's a really eclectic mix of people from different backgrounds. And, uh, um, and Hold I think on, it's a good, yeah. Y'all have um, people, y'all have poets who are also suffering from homelessness? Yeah, yeah, actually, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, wow. there's a group that I work with um, called Denchu Gumi. And we do events like, like uh, we do one big performance per year. And that's with a bunch of different types of people. It's actually, um, it's with poets who are deaf. 
uh, and do sign language poetry. So not to be confused with deaf poetry. This is this is actually right. deaf <laughs> poets. Um, and uh, <laughs> so they do they do sign language poetry and they team up for their performances with a group um, called Sokerisa, which are all homeless uh, dancers. So it's like it's a group of homeless wow. guys who practice dance together like and and do dance performances and they're not like professional dancers who became homeless they're homeless people who decided to create their own dance group and uh, they do this like kind of abstract modern dance while we do sign language poetry and we usually perform at like um like we like we performed at a temple in tokyo uh last fall and we're we're just now planning the next one for I think November is the next one. So, yeah, I mean, those are people who are not made homeless by coronavirus or this crazy economic situation. They're people that have just, they've been dealing with it, you know? And uh, and the dance group now includes people who are formerly homeless, like who now found, you know, found a way into a, uh, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of traditional living. But some of them are people who also just rejected society in the sense of like, they didn't want to have normal jobs and didn't want to participate in that so they live in parks and you know and they have a simpler existence and and it's by choice too and they're happy with it they're happy spending their days practicing dance and hanging with poets and and stuff like that it's a really interesting group man i have a ton of love for them and um yeah but you know so so all those groups are 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 staying staying in motion it's just going slower you know um and there's not as many events and there's not as much going on but like everyone is still in motion see man like i don't know i'm gonna use the word important and i don't know if it's the correct word but all of that stuff is like so important i feel like thanks man that's a powerful word people people um people usually reserve that kind of sentiment for you know things that fuel the economy and business and Mm -hmm. whatever makes money but yeah man like the the things I've been worried about and I mean selfishly in some degree has been like all this culture that is you know we've unfortunately gonna have to miss out on and you know things that are gonna be lost like that like um yeah, like businesses closing down or these people who are in fragile situations who are missing out on opportunities um, to some extent with the Olympics and Mm -hmm. the athletes who have been training for that and now all that shit is in limbo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I'm kind of pissed off with this whole NBA final situation. Oh, yeah. It's kind (laughs) of... kind of both sides yeah it's a rough that's a that's a rough one man yeah it's amazing athletes are stepping up but yeah yeah i feel like it's it's interesting it's in some ways it's the year of small things it's the year of people coming together at the level of community and and doing what they can and really reaching out to like who's close to them and digging deep and finding out what really means the most to them and you know maybe that's the upside of this but i know that in the Mm. in the things that i'm doing like you know the the ones that mean the most to me to sound like a daily are those are these small things that i'm doing with people that i know and love and 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 that i can say 100 percent 
um, are are positive and good. You know what I mean? Like, there's no question to me about the motives of anyone doing this. There's no question to me about the values. There's no question to me about the impact on the environment. There's no question to me about its politics. I just like it's something I can feel a hundred percent good about, and I need that. We all need that. Like we need shit that we can feel a hundred percent good about and have no doubt in. And I think like that, that leads to faith, you know, in community and faith in friends and faith in our arts. And I think that's really all we can do, you know, for 2020 is just to restore that and rebuild that locally. Where man, that's a, uh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's a, uh, a sentiment I wish would spread around. Thanks, man. To everyone. Well, hey, man. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna get going here pretty soon because I got to. Um, it's our, it's a uh, Sunday noon, and I'm gonna go out and kick a train out to a river and try to <laughs> try to be one with the water for a minute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Word. <laughs> um, but uh, I should probably, I should probably uh, pack it up and head out pretty soon, man. Um, It's exciting to talk with you. I've, I've, it's great to hear your voice, and it's great to um, it's great to connect on this stuff, man. It's I don't know, it's restorative for sure. Yeah, man, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, uh, like I said, uh, uh, no, no real goal with uh, these kinds of recordings, um, and selfishly, just me, just kind of, you know bouncing my brain against your brain and seeing seeing what happens kind of thing yeah but uh it, it's also a good excuse just to you know talk to some people that i don't really talk to as much dude it's especially a in, great in these idea times. yeah that's a great idea it's it's doing it's exactly what i was talking about right it's that reconnecting with people that you can believe in and people that you know and and talking about stuff that matters like that's great that you're doing it man Yeah, whatever form it takes, like l let me let me know what I can do to to help out or shout about it or invite other people to join the conversations with you or like what whatever, man. Like, you know, I'm I'm definitely here and definitely in support of this. It was a great conversation, man. It was deep. I'll be thinking about it for a long time. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll definitely link you whenever uh whenever it goes up. Cool. Sure. That sounds great. That sounds great. Yo, can I uh, can I ask you one quick question? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Since um, I think you're one of the only people I know that would be able to answer it. I actually forgot that you were a part of this until you mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Uh, what what is the, what's academia look like right now? Oh yeah yeah yeah. So um, man, in Japan, academia looks like a bunch of uh, online classrooms. Um, we were online all last semester. Every university used a different system, but it was it was pretty much all all in the Zoom rooms or WebEx or like whatever the university adopted. Um, everybody was thrown into it. The Japan academic year starts, you know, like April 10th around there, and so that mm -hmm. was like right when the shit hit the fan. And right. so like nobody knew what to do. So our semester started like a month late, and uh, everybody just kind of scrambled. And you had you know like there are people like me that were reasonably you know tech literate who could jump in there and kind of do the class but you had other professors who like didn't know how you know the, the computer had a mic or did they didn't have headsets they didn't you know they'd never used the computer camera before you know um 
they're pretty old school. So there's definitely a gap in terms of what got delivered, you know, based on just familiarity with tech. But dude, the students, man, um, you know, I teach university and usually Japan, you know, people suffer like hell through the last year or two of high school, just studying like crazy, right? Like that's all they do 24 seven, mm -hmm. you know, if they're awake, they're studying. And, uh, and then they get to college and it's like a breath of fresh air and they get to they get to socialize they get to join like you know uh, you know they call it circles on campus it's like clubs kind of thing but it's super fun and they do all kinds of cool shit and yeah and, I've heard um, it's like one of the only periods or like the last period in a Japanese person's life where they can just kind of live for themselves and not really have any responsibilities or something like that that's exactly it you know they can they can dye their hair a different color they can dress crazy they right. can do it they can have an identity and after that they're going to be expected to to conform or basically they'll be locked out of a lot of aspects of society and judged pretty heavily so but you know it's like these people man i mean i um you know i teach them in like a zoom class and it's just a bunch of silent screens and can't tell if people are there or not their cameras are off because the internet in some places in japan like i got a lot of students who are rural like they live way out in places where the internet's not that great so they can't have their otherwise the data will get eaten up and they can't you know they can't get oh, the wow. signal it's that it's that bad and um so uh so they're you know they're quiet it's like it's speaking to a room of silence and you know like I i'm one of those kind of educators that you know my classes have a kind of magic that doesn't come from me it comes from the students and it comes from an interaction and it comes from an atmosphere i try to create where everybody can feel comfortable you know expressing and taking a risk and putting themselves out there but you can't at least i, I want to say you can't do that in a in an online meeting but maybe you can and i just haven't found the way um but uh you know it's pretty it sterile. sounds difficult yeah. yeah yeah it's rough but so you know and a lot of them i just i'd reach out to them like i have some advisees like there's some that i'm that i'm like kind of responsible for helping like shepherd through the whole like academic process and i reach out to them and they were just like depressed they're just like this is not the this is not the thing that i've been looking forward to my whole life like i didn't make a single friend i don't know anybody i sat in my room for the last five months like i don't know what i'm doing with my life i don't know why i exist i don't know why i try to do anything you know, I don't know why I just don't like blow this whole thing up and go do whatever the fuck I want because I don't know what life is. And they're they're going through like deep existential crises. Meanwhile, they're just having to sit through hour after hour after hour of Zoom meetings of professors droning on at them. Mm. So, man, I don't know. I'm I'm going to have to switch it up for the fall. It's summer break right now. And um, I want to get creative. I want to, you know, I talked about getting back to the roots of community and creativity and values. And like, I'm going to have to do some soul searching as a professor to also figure out like how I can, how I can make my classes those, you know, those like spaces of magic um, that they usually are in reality, you know, so it's going to be going, yeah. going from zero, I think. I've been, um, I don't know, I've definitely been critical of younger people uh, during this pandemic, especially during the spring break in America where, oh, the, you know, yeah, beach runs like and stuff. Yellowing it up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it is, it is like you say, um, you know, I got to experience my college years with like no restrictions whatsoever. And yeah there's a bunch of people who are not 
able to do that right now and uh it's it's definitely going to be changed even when they come back yeah and i know some folks are probably locked out of situations that they thought were going to happen like mm-hmm. like we were talking about the uh <clears throat> them letting people back into japan mm-hmm. i'm not sure if uh students are included in that or not so yeah that's a good question i don't know if anybody knows the answer but it's funny because, you know, I was talking about how my kids are like in Japan taking classes in L.A. until we can, you know, get them back there. And uh, mm-hmm. I had I had classes, too, where um, toward the end of the semester, things started lightening up in Japan. Like the semester goes through end of July. So I was like at end of July, things were looking a little bit better in Tokyo. There's only like 100 or two, ca- like really 100 cases per day for a while. So it was like, OK, well, I guess we're pretty cool. We could probably meet in reality. So I was like, hey, you guys want to go hit an art museum or art gallery and like you know we can all we can have like a class at an outdoor cafe or something you guys want to come and some of the students were like oh, i'm sorry i don't think i can make it you know and i was like oh okay I, like you don't want to get out or something they're like no i'm in korea <laughs> or like mm-hmm. no no i'm in vietnam right now and like i'd take I'd, I'd gone through the whole semester with them like not realizing that they were in that my you know my classroom people were like warping in there from three or four different countries you know so I yeah right. they can't get back in now but yeah we'll we'll see in the fall, but Japan, j- dude they're gonna need that man universities are gonna just go bankrupt if they don't have foreign students because the whole the whole education system really globally is so interlinked now that in a lot of universities like ten twenty even thirty percent of the students are from are from abroad so like if if that stays shut down basically it's 30 percent you know 30 percent death sentence i guess you could say for universities and uh that's a pretty big hurdle to try to figure out how to overcome yeah well i didn't even think about that aspect of it yeah yeah because uh yeah that shit costs money it does universities are expensive you know they're not they're not money making operations they're money losing operations so when you when you add more onto that you know then you start having to uh, lay off, you know, lay off people and lay off faculty and uh, and stuff like that. But yeah, for the students, it's uh, it's stressful. I don't know how it is in the states, but uh, I know Trump was trying to kick everybody, kick all the foreign students out. Like if your school was online, then you got to go home, kind of thing. And I think some lawsuits stopped right. that. But I'm I'm sure he'll continue to figure out ways to kick as many foreign human beings you know out of uh out of america as he can while he's got any ounce of power left fuck man (laughs) yeah i try not to get into it too much but yes just yeah oh man hoping for some good news in november yeah yeah for sure well this call was good news for me today man i'm glad that glad that we got to catch up yo man uh thank you so much you are uh, a consummate human being uh part of that is being a very good podcast guest so i appreciate that <laughs> you're, you're very professional and uh you're you're good at um talking like you know what to say and how to say it so thanks I appreciate man. you on that you, you as well man. Uh, great conversational counterpart and great questions as always always a pleasure uh i've been doing this for a couple years now i'm all right <laughs> Um, right, dude, we'll do you um, again soon, man? Yeah. Do you like have any social media or anything you want to plug before you get off? Yeah, and, I mean, you know, uh, any events because you know events are happening soon. So yeah, for plug sure. Away. If if uh, uh, if anybody's around on ten ten twenty twenty, my book will be coming out. Uh, that's going to be called Syzygy, 
S Y Z Y G Y, and uh,、hmm. and the album associated with it is also called Syzygy, and uh, and the, it's under the artist name Apes E I G H P S E, and that's already is a new project. Uh, it's the project that I've been working on with Dollinger for a couple of years, and、uh, it's finally coming、oh, out did, one single at a time. Did、so、the name a- change? What's that?、Uh, no, the artist name is the same, and uh, and uh, it's just the project title changed.、Um, so then, right.、Um, and、okay. uh, those are those are all like coming out on、um, on、uh, every every you know major. Music distributor out there from iTunes, all the streaming、Spotify. platforms, yeah, yeah, all that stuff, YouTube and stuff. So I'm not really blasting about it right now. I've just been kind of letting it sit. But if anybody wants to check that out, it's really interesting. The project has a few songs uh, from uh, like a global villains theme, where I was kind of trying to translate and channel the the, the like all these voices of you know. Of evil, of hatred, of angst, of darkness in this world, and to put them out there in a way that gets people to look at them in a different light. So there's some there's some dark songs on there, but I think that they also help us face up to what's going on in the world. So hopefully that'll mean something to people. And、uh, yeah, Tokyo Poetry Journal's coming out. Our website is topojo.com, and I'm on Instagram at Jordan Giraffe, and I post about things in the Tokyo arts world and literature world. And、um, you know, just try to make it a cool, a cool space、um, to showcase like the best of the day-to-day basis. So, yeah, I'd love to connect with new people. And、uh, anybody wants to talk art, poetry, hip hop,、uh, love, politics, environmentalism, education, or you name it, I hope people will hit me up. Yeah, and、uh, check out uh, uh, Jordan, aka Apes, on one of the earlier. Episodes of the Mega Late Show,、um, probably about two years now or something like that. Yeah. Oh, episode thirty-nine. Oh,、so、you got the data, the good old days. That was a minute ago. <laughs> it、yeah. was, man. <laughs> so yeah, definitely, and、uh, you can probably hear some music on that, so you have something to look forward to for Sizzigi. Yep. Am I saying that right? Yep, that's right, Sizzigi. Sizzigi, man, I'll have、yeah. to look up that word. That word. It's a fun、cool. word. It's a fun word. The book has a little. <laughs> the book has a little、uh, explanation of it too. It's kind of a weird word, but I love the concept of it. So, cool, man. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks so much. It's great talking to you, Lee. Yo, thank you, man. Yeah, and uh, we'll uh, definitely keep in touch、um, textually, even though、Bird. I'm kind of bad at that. But yeah, let's do it. Sounds good. I'll hit you up too. All right, man. Have a good evening. Yo,、uh, good luck with、uh, everything, your family and all that, and. Yeah, have fun in the water. Thanks, brother. Be safe. All right, talk to you soon, man. Much love. Peace. Thank you, man. <laughs>